Amen. So Praise bless the Lord. Lord. It's Amen. winter. Hallelujah. Yep. Yep. I just put I just put the salt out so the snow will melt faster. So. Oh, you got snow down there too? Well, it started snowing right now. Oh. It started snowing. I thought you guys were more banana belt. <laughs> I wish. Right now. We, we could only hope for it. We have schizophrenia weather here. So, schizophrenia weather. So, well, praise the Lord. I'm, I'm going to give the introduction, hallelujah, as, as we wait for other people to call in. Amen. Well, this is um, Supplication International Ministry Apostolic Conference Call. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And you... Um, whoever you are calling in and wherever you're listening, you can listen to our podcast at anchor.fm, Apostolic Conference. Hallelujah. Amen. Also, you can visit our website at elvisiverson.com. Hallelujah. Also, you can, um, um, you know, um, hallelujah, visit um, us on Facebook, Supplication National Ministries, or um, um, Global Antelope. Hallelujah. Amen. We have a, a church in, in Omaha, Nebraska. Hallelujah. A church that meets in the home, a radical, normal church where we believe in signs and wonders. Hallelujah. And and we are raising the dead. Um, um, right now we're raising uh, religious people that are, are that, that are dead and all that. And um, hallelujah. And and um, praise the Lord. And and we've been doing this conference call since. Um, um, 2013, Hallelujah, Amen. And now this is this conference call is in is in 70 nations, Hallelujah, praise God. And so people from 70 nations can call in, Hallelujah, praise God, that they can interpret our time zone. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. And today, um, also in addition to this, we're starting a new type of conference call called 72 Nations Conference Call Podcast. And this is a different type of format. Like this format is, is we have speakers, but that format is people call in from these nations and we pray for them and we speak into their life and then and then we share a, a little bit. But, but it's more an open um, um, format where, where people from different nations can call in, such in Africa and, and India. And um, so, so we're looking forward to that. Um, so, but this conference call today, we have one more. Today we're going to have... Um, Marty Pierce, he is an awesome man. Um, he has a beard. He's a Harley man. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, he's a, a warrior of God. Hallelujah. Um, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and we have one more conference call for this year. It is November 22nd. Hallelujah. We're going to have Bill Bryan, who is from Los Angeles. Hallelujah. Amen. Actually, he's originally from Lincoln, Nebraska. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And but next year we have an awesome conference call lineup. We got Apostle Darrell Davis. He is blowing in sign waters and he raises the dead. We got Pamela White, hallelujah, an accurate prophet. We got Louie, um, he's a Hawaiian pastor, hallelujah. We got Kip Givens, hallelujah. We got Glenn Weed, who's a missionary uh in, in Mexico, hallelujah. Errol Anderson, who is the burning bush of North Dakota. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. The snow just melts around him as he walks to North Dakota. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. And also we're going to have Bill Hodge. Bill Hodge is 
is a leader of, of a chaplain program, hallelujah. And he's been going to several nations every year. And, and um, you know, one thing about Bill Hodge is, is he was going to church and, and just being a pew member, like most people are. And one day Jesus came into the back door and says, what are you doing here? The harvest is not here. It's out there. What are you doing here? And then Jesus uh-huh. turned the opposite direction and walked out, out of the out of the four walls. Um, the cem- it was a cemetery. Um, you know, we call it a, a local church. And, and he, he got up and went, and, and um, he hasn't looked back ever since. He used to be a probation officer. Hallelujah. And, and um, But he's going to be hit. He, he's going to be talking about the rest. He has different kinds of, he wrote a couple of books. He's going to be talking about the Restoration of Eve. So that's going to be more for um, women, but us guys can listen in and all that. And, and, and um, you know, he, do, he, do, he ministers to a lot of street people, a lot of addicts, and, and, and a lot of people that, that are, have been abused and all that. And, um, and um, so, but, you know, I'm looking forward to this and all that. So we have some good things that are coming forward and all that and so before we begin if you would like um, whoever's listening to this somewhere if you're in australia or whatever um you want to support this you can um get your um your whatever your international money orders or whatever and and, and mail it to um read your text out to supplication international ministries and the memo rate donation and you can mail it to supplication international Ministries, p.o box 8132 omaha nebraska Six eight one zero eight, USA. Amen, Holly. We really appreciate that because we can do a lot more. And and I'm always, I am always so happy when Errol Anderson calls in. I just, you know, the Lord, um, he, he's always been like a Barnabas to me. And and I, I encourage everyone who do not know him to go back and because we have a moment this when this conference call is we upload this on our podcast and you can go back and listen to that podcast and. And he has some insights that you want to um, um, listen to. And if you have any religious friends that you want to see demons form from their mouth, have them listen to that. Um, you know, it's just, um, you don't need to go buy a mask. You just start listening to Errol Anderson and demons will start manifesting. So, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, well, I'm going to turn it over to Marty. and um, Amen. And see what Marty's going to share tonight. Hallelujah! He's he's an awesome man, and and um, it's a privilege of knowing him. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Amen. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. So to my brothers and my sisters who do not know me, my name is Marty Paris. I have grown up in Omaha, Nebraska, my whole life. I was ra- I was raised a Catholic. I was raised in the Catholic system, grade school, high school. Somewhere around the way, I kind of fell away from going to church, got caught up in the world. We know that friendship with the world is enmity against God. I got caught up in it. Around 2012, my father was dying. Something was pulling me back. I've always felt that the Holy Spirit has always been there for me, to correct me, to nudge me, to strengthen me to be the counselor that he is. And so I started to change. I've gone through my ups and downs, and no, my brothers and my sisters who listen to this, I am not perfect by any means. 
but Jesus said to be holy as he is holy. So last year, after searching and finding a brother, I found Elvis, and I got rebaptized September 21st last year. It was great. And I've been growing and searching for the face of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ ever since. And it's been an honor to be on these calls and just to listen. Pamela White, <clears throat> she was amazing. I would love to meet her. So, my talk tonight is, I'm going to state my case for the home church. Now, I apologize. Let me uh, open in prayer real quick. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I boldly come before your throne, covered, cleansed, and sanctified by the blood of Jesus. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for this beautiful day. This is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and I shall be glad. We thank you for your peace, your joy. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who shed every drop of his blood on Calvary for our sins. Jesus, we thank you. We love you. We trust in you. And Holy Spirit, please lead me and guide me as I give this teaching. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Is the home church biblical? The first church began in a home on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2. Other early churches also met in homes. For example, Aquila and Priscilla held church meetings in their homes. You can look that up in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. A church also met in the home in Philemon, Philemon chapter 1, verse 2. Multiple home churches met in Rome. You look that up in Romans 16. Now, I believe a home church definitely is biblical. It's important to keep in mind, too, when we throw the word church around, as in the New Testament, we use it for a reference for a gathering of believers to where many people, possibly the outside world, just see it as a brick-and-mortar building. But wherever we are, where two or three or more are gathered, there he is. In my name, there I am in the midst of them. Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. Which is why I love the home church. Just to get together in a relaxed atmosphere. To feel the presence. To talk to my brothers. To confess our faults. To listen to teachings. That's what really, that's what really lights my fire about it. And I praise God. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that I was led that route. <clears throat> you know, a church, can meet, a church gathering can meet in a home, an outdoor location, a church building, cathedral, school, barn, anywhere suitable for people to, work, people to gather and worship God. You know, we are taught in Matthew 6, verse 33, but seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, the first church in Jerusalem consisted of both 
home gatherings, and large outdoor worship times, as in Acts chapter 2, chapter 5, I apologize, verse 42. <clears throat> and every day in the temple, and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that Christ is Jesus. So what did the first church practice? In Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 42, I like the King James Version. You can choose whatever version you like. From what I understand, none of them are perfect. That's what Elvis tells me. So you can agree or disagree. I blame it. I'll throw that one to Elvis. <clears throat> so, verse 42. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and prayers. And fear came on every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. And they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and single, singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all men, with all people, apologize. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. You know, God Almighty worked in mighty ways, and people joined the Christian movement on a daily basis at that time. Now, I did a little research, and I found three concerns for us to look at for the home church. Now, is the home church for you? I can't answer that. You know, if this if 2020 has taught us anything, nothing surprises me anymore. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. So, <clears throat> one concern I can see is first that home churches are often non-traditional and do not feel like a church to people who probably are more accustomed to meeting in church buildings. But, you know, in my opinion... This is a cultural issue and not a biblical concern. We all must follow the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. You know, some people will feel like they can worship better in a brick-and-mortar building, while others, such as myself, prefer, to, prefer the home church. You know, a second concern I, I noticed was some, church, some home churches sometimes started in opposition to what's seen, seen as the institutional church, you know, like megachurches. I kind of see this motive as questionable to myself. Again, follow the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. You know, growing up Catholic, I can tell you, in my experience, 90% of them, the Holy Spirit is not there to the couple of churches that I've been to, and especially our home church, I can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. So again, is the home church for you? Only you can answer that. Apologize, I lost my notes here. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> you know, another concern I can see is the, the home church tends to lack accountability like of a larger church or a church that is connected, you know, with like a network of denomination of churches. In home church, theological, you know, corruption or sinful moral practices can be easily a part of the lives of the church members. But that is when, <clears throat> when there is no outside network of believers to help with theological beliefs or moral purity. You know, we at Global Antioch, a collection of home churches with the sanctuary, we use the five-fold ministry with the use of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. You know, we trust God. He has a plan for us. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Because I know myself, I am lost without him. Again, is the home church right for you? Myself? I like it. But again, if this year has taught us anything, old cuties 19 seem to uh, shut down most churches in most states. And I think that's really sad. So a home church in that aspect, really I see as a, as a good viable option. You know, the head of the household, filled with the Spirit, reading the Word of God. So, way back, and I believe it was March of this year, Elvis and myself, we did a couple YouTube videos. And I remember I wrote down some, let's get to it real quick, wrote down a couple topics. One thing we, we, we kind of thought about is, what is wrong with the local church? Maybe you have a church that is nothing but with spirit-filled believers, moving in, moving in signs and wonders, and that's great. I think it's awesome. <clears throat> but most don't seem to move in signs and wonders. In my opinion, they're not following the word of God. Again, Jesus said, be holy as I am holy. In James chapter 1, starting at verse 22, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. I can tell you from previously being in a Catholic church, they don't seem to follow the word of God. It's all about church doctrine. It's all about getting money for buildings. And, you know, if that's their plan. You know, we are taught not to grieve the Holy Spirit. And I think most of them are just trapped in traditions and rituals. It always seemed to me to lack the structure of fellowship. You know, many Christians are living like people of the world. The only difference is that they go to church on Sunday. I could tell you growing up, for one hour and one day, I had to be good. 
but for six days and 23 hours, I could rage hell. And that's really no way to go about life. It seems like religious people are like that. But <clears throat> I'm getting off subject. I apologize. You know, God's word says, be ye separate. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Where come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So, why the home church? Again, I think it's biblical. You know, in Acts chapter 2, again, we read that the apostles were in the upper room. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. This is the first, first home church filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. The apostle Peter boldly telling, praise God. You know, 3,000 souls were saved that day on Pentecost. You know, and we must disciple in the home church just as well. We, held, we hold each other accountable. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's nothing in the Bible, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, that says it has to be in a brick-and-mortar building. Because it was really the Emperor Constantine who placed the church, the ecclesia, the people, brothers and sisters, in an almost shrine-like pagan type of building. But I digress. <clears throat> you know, home church plus the Spirit. We all need the Holy Spirit. Now, I thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit. You know, in these perilous times, with the uncertain future ahead, everything is being closed out of fear. So trust in God the Father. Trust in God the Son, Jesus Christ, and trust in God the Holy Spirit. If you're in Omaha and you, you're tired of churchianity, come join us at Global Antioch in Omaha, where we have great teaching. We want to disciple you. We want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit so your cup overflows. And be bold for Christ Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. My brothers, that is all I have. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, one thing is that is that um, the words clergy and laity are not found in the Bible. They have replaced the kings and priests. They put you in your place and keep you in your place. And and the thing is, God wants us, the Bible says we, the saints are to be equipped for the work of the ministry so the body will be edified. You know, in, in, in um, 
In our background, we believe in the fivefold ministry, but the fivefold ministry is not a one-man ministry. It's a plural of leadership, a team of leadership that, that the purpose is to equip the saints. Lots of our mindsets of what we think is church, we see a local church, a local church, and, and um, that's the mindset. It's a, like a theater type of church where there is one that sits above all others there. And his name is not Jesus Christ. He's, he's called the pastor. And we are to sit there, okay? And, and um, yes, and there is no feedback. And, and, and then we are to, to tithe. And, and then, and then, um, then when the service is over, we shake hands and, and we go home. All that. Well, first of all, the theater type of church is not found in the Bible. You know, and, and I believe that we're in the last days of that type of church. That, that type of church came from Constantine Noble. Did not come from the Lord Jesus Christ or the apostles. And technically, Constantine Noble is the founder of the Roman Catholic Church. Um, you know, and, and it's not Pope, it's not Peter. Peter. Peter was never the first, first Pope. It was, and, um, and see, the thing is, the thing is, what religion does, it, it, it's about control. It's a control that Jesus never wanted the apostles to have over, over the people. The Bible says that we, that no man have dominion over your face. If, you know, the, the kingdom of God, the constitution of the kingdom of God is the Bible. And if we had a bill of rights, the um, amendment one, the first um, um, right would be, would be um, have no dominion over my face, uh, of, have no dominion over your face. See, the thing is, is we are to disciple. We are to equip. God wants us to grow up to make our own decisions, Okay. And, and see, some people treat the Holy Spirit um, um, like, um, um, you know, that, that you know, like that he's supposed to say, hey, you know, when you're driving to work, should I go this way or that way or this way or that way? No, the Holy Spirit inspires and leads and directs and all that, but not in a control of manipulating. Well, there's some pastors out there that like to direct your step that, you, you know, you need permission for this and permission for that. Well, one thing is that, um, and then there's pastors that think that that you always need some type of spiritual covering. That whole spiritual covering thing is not biblical. It's not in the Bible. There is no such thing as an under shepherd. Jesus Christ is the mediator between God, man. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Number one, we have a team of leaders, the fivefold ministry. Okay. Number two. We believe in the priesthood of the believer. There's not two priesthoods, okay? But there's a division of labor. But every fivefold is a priest, just as the same as every believer. Not one is greater than the other when it comes to that we are kings and priests in Christ Jesus. But there is a division of labor. The fivefold is supposed to upgear, guide, lead, direct, empower. But eventually, eventually, how it is, is the priesthood begins to arise more and more and more. And the fivefold ministry begins to decrease more and more and more. But is that what you see in churches today? No. 
No, no, no. You go in there, and all of a sudden, this man's in front of your face. Then he's on, in front of your face after a couple of years. Then he's on, in front of your face after a couple more years and all that. And, and um, you know, and then he buries you, you know. And, and But the thing is, do you stand before that man? No, you stand before the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, the judgment seat of Christ. Hallelujah, if you're a true believer, if you're not, it's a, it's a great right throne of judgment. But the thing is, is um, um, you know, God wants to raise up the priest of the believer, and it begins in the home church. The home church. The home church. The church in the home. And the home church came out of the inspiration of the, the seven feasts, because men knew how to lead their family into the feast and into the Sabbath. And it, and it came out of that. Actually, the feast of, of Passover and of unleavened bread. You know, when Jesus was up in the upper room, hallelujah. And then, and then when the disciples were in the upper room waiting for the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. And, and um, you know, the thing is, the home church is God's military strategy to take a nation, hallelujah. God's military strategy to take a nation. Everyone wants to be part of a family. The Bible says that those who are alone or orphans, he, he, calls, he brings them into the family. And he is a father to the orphans, hallelujah. Amen, hallelujah. You know, in, in, in the Asian culture, um, um, people will not refuse if you invite them for dinner. And that is why the home church can grow. Invite them to dinner. The home church is a dinner, okay? It is a pl- it's a dinner. It's a place where people share. It is, it's a place where people pray. And, 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 and it's a place where... where where um, um, you become part of a family, the family of God. The family of God, um, the church is the family of God. It's an extension of your own family. It is an extension of the Trinity. The Trinity is like a family, and we are part of it. Hallelujah. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And see, the thing is that it's time. See, the priesthood... Begin in home. Begins in the home. The priest of the believer begins in the home. And since Martin Luther, the reformer, nailed the ninety whatever ninety nine whatever ninety three theses on the the church door, we have not yet become into the priesthood of the believer. Mm-hmm. I, I was just talking to um, this. Um, um, I was talking to Errol Anderson earlier. Um, one time he merged something, and he wrote down the, his title as king and priest on, on the on, on the um, the marriage form, king and priest, king and priest. He didn't say pastor; he said king and priest. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! That is the Most High call. The Most High call is not the apostle; it is not the prophet. Hallelujah! It is. It is. It is. It is, it is king and priest in Christ Jesus, hallelujah, amen. We're called rule and reign with Jesus Christ, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah. We're seated in Christ in heavenly places, hallelujah. Through the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace, we reign with him. This is not talking about the millennium, hallelujah. This is talking about now and in the millennium and in the and in eternity, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Amen. So we need to walk in it right now. And what the local church tells us, that 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 you you need to wait for a heaven. You need to wait for a heaven. 
You know, the thing is, once you become born again, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, you are already seated in Christ in heavy places. Once you become born again, hallelujah, you are already, you got to be born again to see the kingdom of God, to see the kingdom of heaven. You're already there. Hallelujah. A lot of people are, are, are left out because cause, cause they're ignorant. Cause they, 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 they're seeing the kingdom of heaven when they die. No, you can have the kingdom of heaven now, hallelujah. Amen. So when you're born again, hallelujah, you're born again from above, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and cannot a child go and hug their father? Yes, you can hug your father every day, hallelujah. Praise God. That is the purpose of prayer. Hallelujah. But see, the local church wants to replace God in your life. Okay? You know, a true pastor or any minister or apostle will want to train you so you can depend upon Christ yourself that you will be equipped so you can be a witness, so that you can go and disciple other people, not to run your life, not to run your life. What did Paul did? What did Apostle Paul do? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, he goes into an area, and he, and, and he plants several home churches in that area. Back then, there was no... There was no um, temple, no local church, hallelujah. And, and it wasn't because they didn't have a building. It was because it was the will of God. The will of God. It was because the will of God. Jesus Christ, hallelujah, went to this place a couple of miles away from Israel. He could not rest in Israel. He could not rest. And I'm going to tell you this. There are many churches that Jesus could not rest, hallelujah. But Jesus went to Bethel to the house of Lazarus and Mary and Martha. And that was like a home church, a pre-home church before the church, hallelujah, praise God. And if you look at the light of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, amen, he starts talking about the kingdom of God is at hand. Well, guess what, my friend, before the church began to come forth, we were kings, hallelujah. Amen. He said, hey, kings, kings. And then we were priests, hallelujah, amen. Before the church, the kingdom of God began to come forth. The idea of the theme of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You know, hallelujah, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. The church is the priesthood of the kingdom of God. The church is the bride of is the ambassadors of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, Jesus Christ is the head of the church. You know, um, you know what? It's not just the apostle or the prophet is the extension or the five women is the extension of the head of Jesus Christ. All Believers are an extension of the head of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. But they have a function Amen. to fill. And there is an order, but it's not like a hierarchy, like a hierarchy, like a pyramid, but like an order of, 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 of service, like an order of service. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I, I know we don't want to be surgeons, okay? Well, there's some that are surgeons. There's some that are have a family practice. There's some that are nurses, but they're all important. Hallelujah! They're all important. Their functions are all important. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Hallelujah. Somehow, Amen! Hallelujah! You know, but the thing is, they're cra- uh, they're trained and equipped. Every church should be a Bible college. Every church should be a Bible college. There is enough materials and books published. That one can, put, can can educate yourself, but the problem is no one's trained 
to go out and cast demons or heal the sick or raise the dead, hallelujah. Because there is a person called the pastor, and he wants everyone to come to church all the time. So, yeah, Wednesday night, come to church. If you don't come to church on Wednesday, I'm going to look down on you. If you don't come to church on Friday night, I'm not going to look down on you. Oh, you're a farmer? Well, oh, oh you, you're not going to have time to put in your, in your, your wheat and, have, you know, and pay your bills because you need to come to church. You know when, when, when it's seed time, when it's time to plant, that farmer is out there. He's out there until it's all planted. It, he, is not, he has no time to come in. Howdy, howdy. He has no time. He has to get Amen. that done. He can't come on Sunday. And when harvest comes, he got the harvest. But, my friends, I'm going to say this again. There's a lot of people who are going to miss out on the harvest of the end times because they're attending church at the local church. Okay? They're going to miss out. And you know what? When you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, you know, I'm not saying this to throw guilt and condemnation on you, but this is the truth. Jesus ain't going to ask how many times you attended church. He's going to ask you if you did his will. If you were faithful in a few things, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. So faithful attendance may not be a reward in heaven. May not be a reward in heaven. You know, we, 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 we gather, amen, hallelujah, to build up one another up. And you know, you can go to these local churches. The only thing they care about is your tithe. Okay? They don't want to hear your your insights. We can send our our friend Dave Evans. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll can pick a church randomly out there, and and he can go there. And and and, and as soon as he starts talking his opinion on that pastor, won't, when he comes in, they want to go walk up to him, and and we'll send him over to the the, the men coat factory, send him over a new tuxedo and all that. He walks in there, they think he has money and all that. They come up and talk to him, but, but you know, if he doesn't talk, he start giving um, um, money and all that, they don't want to listen to none of his opinion. They don't want to hear anything he has to say. Only they care is for his money, his his pocketbook. You know, there's, and so, but, but, but Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ has other plans for us. See, the church is like this. My friends, you know, today, you get, you get, you're born, you get, you get, you become, you go to school, you graduate, you go, grow up, you get married, you have kids, you retire and die. And that's how it is. That's how the church is. That's how it is. But the thing is, hallelujah, hold on, hold on. Excuse me. Praise the Lord. Excuse me. Amen. People, they, they, you come to church, you attend the church. Do they, do they tell you that you are to seek God and figure out your gifts and callings, or or to develop your giftings? No, they want to maintain you. 
They, they have one. They have program after program. And another thing, what what else do we see in these local churches? Well, you know, there's a lot of women and no men because men stop going to church alone because they don't want to follow one man. They don't want to see their wives follow one man when their wives should be following Jesus Christ. You know, one thing is it's the reason why when you see a, a Christian lady, she wants, she wants to go out and marry an unsaved man so she can dominate him. Because we're in a mask of religion. A lot of people go to church and we're in a mask of religion. See, masculinity has to be restored in the body of Christ. And it can only be restored in the home church. See, God wants to put the fivefold ministry back in the house of God. Not just a one-man ministry. And didn't you know that the pastor does, is not the lead? He is not to, called to lead the church? Where is that in the Bible? He is not called to lead the church. And, okay, let's go back to Paul. We were just talking about Paul. Amen. A couple of minutes ago. And Paul. Hallelujah. Paul. He'll go into an area, and he'll uh, he'll plant several home churches, okay? Well, first of all, he'll leave several people to Christ. He'll plant several home churches, and then he'll leave them. He'll leave them. And he'll come back three years later. But during that time he left them, there was no elders. There was no pastors. There was no fivefold ministry, except the teachings. Except the teachings and the stories that, that he gave them. And, and that he led them to Christ, and, and they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. And, but they had community. They had community. They had a relationship. Hallelujah. They had a clean living. They had come out. And and then he came back, and then he appointed the elders. He appointed the elders. And so today a church, you know, churches um, are, are, you know, what motivates you to go to a local church is you go to a local church because, well, I'm Baptist. I go to a Baptist church. I'm Catholic. I go to Catholic church, okay? Or, um, you know, you're attracted to to a certain type of character, like um, there's um, let's use an example. Billy Graham, he's pastor in church, so you just go there for Billy Graham. You're not even there for the fellowship. But really, there is no fellowship. A lot, of, a lot of you you can go to church, you don't establish relationships, you don't build relationships, and the home church is you have to build relationships. In the New Testament, the church met, like, uh, there was times the church met every day. It wasn't have to meet on Sunday. But but I recommend that, you know, that the home, uh, you know, if you if you have a sanctuary, that you meet on, on Wednesday night and the home church meets on Sunday. Because that's where the church meets. Paul rented this place in Ephesus to train people in the daytime. But he never came um, interfere with um, when the home church met, and so he he will have his meetings during the the weekday or whatever the weekday was back then, and, and see people will get up and they will go and they'll go to work or whatever do their trade, 
And then when it got hot, you know, then they'll come over to this place that he rented to to tease people, to instruct people. He did that for three years. And during that time, the church grew through Asian Minor. But that was not the, the that was not the the, the the that was not the local church. That was not the home the home church met in the home. Hallelujah to empower, to raise up. See the church started in the home and shall return to the home. Hallelujah. And you know if you looked at passages in the Bible, how they use for a local church is not to forsake the semel us, uh, not to forsake the symbol together, not to, uh, as in, in Hebrews chapter 10. They use that as a guilt trip for the local church. Well, guess what? Right there, it's talking about the home church. Uh, Acts, um, 1 Corinthians um, 13 and 14 and 12, the Corinthian church is talking about the home church. Every scripture, when it talks about the church in the New Testament, it's talking about the home church. That one scripture was talking about the local church. Yes, of course, the Bible talks about the church of the city. Hallelujah. The church of the city. Which is mean many churches. Home churches. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Does anyone else want to share tonight? Yeah, if, if I could share a couple verses there, too. Hallelujah. You know, Marty, that, that was, uh, appreciate what you shared. It was really good. Same thing with you, uh, Elvis. Always good. Hallelujah. Marty had brought out a couple times that we have to be led of the Holy Spirit. And in uh, Romans 8, 14, it says, For as many as are led of the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Just because a person goes to church doesn't mean that they're led to the Spirit. Just because a person goes to church does not mean that they're a Christian. We have to be led of the Holy Ghost. We have to be led of the Holy Spirit. And as a farmer, I've had the privilege of working with my neighbors on sheep. And when they first called me to come help with sheep, I had no previous experience but I was a Christian, and I was spirit-filled at this time. And, uh, and so I went and helped them on their uh, farm with their sheep. They had 286 sheep, and we did all kinds of stuff with uh, foot washing for them for uh, kind of a hoof disease, and uh, we sheared them several years in a row, and uh, we would, you know, when we sheared We'd start like at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning and we would work until 11.30 or 12 o'clock at night. We would shear all 286 sheep in one day. And I caught every one of them. 
and uh, gave them to the shearers. I've never sheared. That's another, you know, that's another uh, trade all of its own. But I learned a lot on sheep. And all of a sudden, Psalm 23 begins to reverberate with me in a way that I'd never seen before. And everybody is probably the most uh, quoted scripture, even amongst non-Christians. And how many funerals have people been to? And Psalm 23 is in the little memorial uh, card and whatnot. And for a lot of people, Psalm 23 is about the only psalm that they've ever heard. But it starts off, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. What's it say? The Lord is my shepherd. What's it say? The Lord is my shepherd. What does it say? The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. If you notice that, pastures is plural. It has an S on it. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And see, a lot of people think that the denomination that they're going to is a, pa- is a pasture, and in some respects it is. But the unique thing about sheep It does not apply to horses. It does not apply to cattle. It does not apply to any other livestock that I know of other than sheep. And if you keep sheep in the same pasture, what happens is they eat and eat and eat the same nutrients of that grass of whatever that pasture is made of, and they actually blow it up and roll over on their back with their feet stuck straight in the air, they blow it up and they die. Because that's why shepherds have to lead the sheep to different pastures all the time. That's why we see in the springtime and in the summertime, the sheep, are, if you're in a mountainous area, in a hilly area, they're up on, towards the top. And then as winter comes in, they bring them down into the valleys. They have to change the feeding of a sheep because they cannot eat in the same pasture all the time without dying. And so when we're led of the Holy Spirit, when we're led of the Holy Ghost, he will lead you into different pastures so that you will grow and not die. He will lead you into places where You will learn different things. You'll learn a gift of the Spirit. You'll learn of different uh, venues of, of the Lord. And unfortunately, the organized church has come to a point where it's the same old, same old, same old, same old, same old thing all the time. And nobody grows. And why is that? Number one, because they're not led of the Holy Spirit. And if they are led of the Spirit, many times the pastor will manipulate and control by fear and tell them that, look, you can't leave this place. If you go over there, you're going to 
That's a cult. If you go over there, you're, 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 God's going to strike you dead. God's going to strike you with a disease. You can't go over there. And they manipulate and control the congregation with fear. I have no fear. In fear, there's torment. And so as we grow in the Lord, the Lord will, the spirit of the living God, will lead people into different pastures so that they can grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he says he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Sometimes the Lord has only had me go into a place for three weeks. I traveled. I was in construction for 46 years. I traveled from Boston to Seattle. I can't really say I've been everywhere, man, but I've, I've been a lot. I've, I've worked in large cities. I've worked out in nowhere's land. And as I'm traveling, I learned a long time ago that I can't go by the denomination name over the church door. I had to start trusting in the Holy Spirit that when I'd end up in Upper Michigan, or I'd end up in Wyoming, or I'd end up down in uh, Iowa or Nebraska or someplace. I had to depend on the Holy Spirit, even right here in North Dakota. I had to depend on the Holy Spirit to lead me to the place where I could have fellowship. And he took me to many different places. In some places, I would only be for three weeks, and he'd say, "That's that's it, I want you out of there. And I said, well, uh, uh, what, why do you want me to move? And God said, because I've had you learn what you need to learn in this place. And now I have something else to teach you. So I kept going around. And, of course, that really goes against many uh, pastors' teachings because you jump around. But that's what Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me beside the green pastures, makes me to lie down in green pastures. And then he'll lead me someplace else into another pasture. And and so when we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26, it says, How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, you each have a psalm, a teaching has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Each one of you. And see, when a person goes into the normal, organized church, you're sitting in a mute pew, and one person is spouting off his opinion, and many times they're not even led of the Holy Spirit. That includes charismatic and Pentecostal churches today. There's many charismatic and Pentecostal churches that aren't even led of the Spirit anymore. We have to be led of the Spirit. And as we gather together, why is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, you each have a teaching, a tongue, a revelation. See, that's how people grow. That's how I grew when I first got saved. We had this incredible fellowship in New Hampshire that we would gather together and they would challenge me. 
I was a brand new Christian. I just got saved. And they would challenge me on my growth. They would challenge me in a, and it was always by love. It was never by condemnation. It was always by fruit in their lives. I would come along and say, well, God told me this. And they, and they would challenge me. They said, well, can you show that to us in Scripture? And they would challenge me on stuff, and it caused me to grow. I was never condemned in that. And that way a person can grow. And so Colossians chapter 1, verse 18, it says that he, Christ, is the head of the body, the church. And we have to yield and submit to the head of the body. And when we look at this COVID-19 and this lockdown, and I'm going to say this to everybody in the entire world, whoever is listening to this, obviously, that Jesus is the head of the church, not the government. Jesus is the head of the church, not the mayor. Jesus is the head of the church, not the president or the king or the prime minister. If Jesus did not tell you to close the church, then you're walking in disobedience. If Jesus did not command you to close the church doors, you're walking in disobedience. And I call you to repentance. And I call you to obedience to Christ. One of the reasons people leave the church is in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. It says, obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls. This, this uh, word submissive can really make people's spirit stand up. It makes the hair and people just, it, it makes people curl their toes and clench their teeth. Submit, submit, submit. But see the, if, if we finish this, it says, obey those who have rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, so that would be unprofitable for, for you. See, it's easy to submit to somebody if you know that they love you. It's easy for a husband to submit to his wife if he knows she loves him. It's easy for a wife to submit to her husband if she knows that he loves her. It's easy to submit to love. It's not easy to submit to commands. It's not easy to submit to lordship in the way that Gentiles lorded over others. It's easy to submit to somebody that you know that loves you. And see the problem in so many fellowships and congregations is that the people that are in leadership are not watching out for your soul. They are not watching out for your soul. And you feel that in your spirit. And you sense that in your spirit. And you begin to drift. And when you begin to drift, it's not a good thing. And so when we look at this, what, what Elvis had said earlier of priesthood of all believers, you know, Martin Luther came up with, kind of came up with that terminology 
but it was actually Peter that said it in chapter 2 of 1 Peter, verse 9. He said, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are a royal priesthood. And we're not talking about a priesthood of Levitical. We're not talking about the Arianic priesthood. We're not talking about the, Levit- the Levitical priesthood. The, Le- the priesthood has changed. And I'll end it with this in Revelation chapter 1, starting in the verse 5 and 6. From Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over all the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us. See, there's the love. He loves you. 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 And he washed us from our sins in his own blood and made us kings and priests to his God and Father. See, we have become kings and priests, and we're not priests of the Levitical priesthood, we're priests of the Melchizedek priesthood because we're priests of Christ. And Jesus is the high priest of the Melchizedek priesthood. And scripture has very little to say about the Melchizedek priesthood, but it comes by revelation of the Holy Spirit. We don't want to get into weirdness. We want to get into the Holy Ghost. We don't want to get into religion. We want to get into relationship. We don't want to get into false leadership. We want to get into the leadership of the Holy Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And I just leave it at that, that we have this incredible washing of our sins through the blood of Jesus. And he has loved us, and he has made us kings and priests. Now, some of the translations will say a kingdom of priests. That, that's fine, too. I have no problem with that. A kingdom of priests, but we're still priests unto God. And be led of the Holy Spirit. Saturate in his words. Saturate in his presence. Saturate, permeate. And let him lead you. And he might lead you into places that you've never even imagined. Because that's who he is. He leads signs, miracles, and wonders. He leads by his love. He leads by his grace and his mercy and his word and his spirit. He leads and there's no fear in what he leads us into. And I'll end it at that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. That was awesome. Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray right now. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, Lord in Jesus, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, that you will bring, oh God, Understanding that we see the book of Acts, that it will rise up and be rebirth America in Omaha, in North Dakota, 
in Kansas and all over the world of God. Lord, we just pray for our money at home of home churches of God. Raise up new officers at wineskin churches of God, new officers at wineskins of God. Raise up the apostles and prophets of God. Raise up the kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ of God. That, that, Lord, I pray for an outpouring of, of the gifts of the Spirit, prophecies, visions, and dreams of God. Of God. For all believers, not just the few, but we call in the harvest name of God. Lord God, pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, because that freedom come. Oh God, Father, God of the church, the freedom to, to preach to God. Freedom of the church, outside the church, God. Bring such freedom, God. Open all the gospel of Jesus Christ of God. We have come in of harvest in the name of Jesus Christ of God. Pray, Lord, pour out your God, I you bring forth your breaking in the name of Jesus Christ of God. God, I sprinkle the blood. I sprinkle the blood of Jesus. I the blood of Jesus Christ of the name of Jesus Christ. God, in the name of Jesus Christ of God. Lord, for something, God, embrace the body of Christ God. Church is not perfect, God, but we are the right of God and Christ of Lord. Help us, O oh God, Lord. To hear the Holy Spirit is said unto the churches of God in this name of God. Help us religion. Move beyond God, our dear line. Move beyond what our tradition. Move beyond oh God. The limitations that we have based upon God and the Holy Spirit of God, who is the Spirit of God, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh God. Lord, Lord God I Help us move beyond, oh God, this Christianity, oh God. Birth and raise up the Christianity, oh Lord God. And Jesus, and the oh God, on the thumb of Christ, oh God. Lord God, let in Jesus' name, oh God, let it take us um, to be collision with the foundation, Constantine, in Jesus' name. We are stand. Uh, the foundation is set, uh, established by the by Christ and the apostles in the name of Jesus Christ, God. Lord God, that this is the time of God that we will see this shake of God in Jesus' name. And this shaking is nothing like the shaking of the cold pandemic or the shaking, but this is going to be the of the church of God. Lord, you will shake the church of God. You will shake the church with reformation of God in the name of Jesus Christ of God. That we will see a return, turn to biblical Christianity, God, to apostolic Christianity, to the priesthood of a believer, God. And we will see it, oh God, in our time, in this decade, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we just, that we live in that day, that we are born in that Jesus' name. Oh Lord God, oh Lord, that it's time. Lord God, we just pray, Lord, for to come upon in Jesus' name. They're touched to come from Omaha. That this religious invitation of God, this religious spirit of God, this, this divination of God, or this control of God, this, what, 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 what the church is, will be broken off our God. 
Lord God, and what is global anarch will way that we will cramp and do our part and do what you do. God calls us to multiply and calls us to come forth in the name of Jesus of God. Lord, pray, Lord, that revival begin to the church. Revival come in name. God, we pray, Lord, that you will revival God in Larim, in Grand Forks County, in his name of God. Lord, in the throne of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, God. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, Oh, Father, I pray, Lord, Lord God, I pray, Lord, turn up the fire that's in God. Oh, it's wildfire. The fire is wildfire. And oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, God. The walk to a man, but I, when I see Jesus Christ, see Jesus in your eyes, how out the window, Lord God. God, we pray, Lord, for for many conversions of God. Many conversions of God in the name of God. God, we pray for many con- Lord, we pray for glory that you begin up begin to oh God. That we God, that you will put us on oh God. Yeah, the church death, God. We pray that we will um be an example of the church of the Father in this area around the world, God. Lord, we pray, Lord, Jesus Christ, oh God, upsold salvation in Jesus' name, oh God. Upsold salvation. Lord, and bring free the church in America and around the world, name of God, that the church will have a big tax and that, that it will affect the fourth world nations of God. And Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, and Lord God, the church will be defined by people who are rukul. People who are who don't have the Holy Spirit, or people who who are Christian or God, but the church will be defined by Jesus Christ Himself. because we believe that Jesus Christ reigns today, not just in the future. Now, and when He uh, says that on the right of our God reigns from heaven over when He reaches. To rain heaven from earth. We need now. Break the God. Lord God, the season that God. And the air lights that hold us. Such freedom of Jesus. For an outpour of the name of Jesus God. Our Lord asks you to release the Lord God. And as you release a healer, it was like um, a of healing, more streams of healing <clears throat> coming down. Amen. Listen, Amen. God's releasing healing in, in people in years. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and hallelujah. Allergies. Hallelujah. Sickness of. of 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 bones, hallelujah. Holy glory. And it's constant. God's healing. God's healing, hallelujah. Glory to God. He's releasing it right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. Glory to God. God is sharpening, sharpening our vision. 
strengthen our our eyes. What is it? So God, yeah, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I see some angels. There's angels that are living in your kitchen or your bedroom. Hallelujah. Let tangible come now. Let the come now. In the name of Jesus. And the Lord is saying that it would be the same. <clears throat> How could it be the same? Okay. The same. It's going to be the same. This week is not going to be the same. It's not going to be the church. It's not going to be the same. Same. We have waited. From faith. It's going to be upon the Hallelujah. And it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. Here, we're going to hear the whole earth moving in North Dakota. Holy moving in North What? The Holy Spirit's moving in Dakota? The Holy Spirit's moving. Hallelujah. Amen. Moving. The Holy Spirit is moving. Hallelujah. In different nations, in different places, in Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit's moving in New York. And we're going to begin to hear these testimonies, hallelujah. And all of us, all of us, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. The fire of God begins to come. The fire of God begins to come, hallelujah, hallelujah. And then in home fellowship, and then all of a sudden, when people gather, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost will descend, hallelujah, glory to God. And all of a sudden, hallelujah. The programs of man will come to nothing. The schedules will come to nothing. You will plan. I will plan the service, but often the Holy Ghost shows up. Go on for a couple of years. Hallelujah. Take us out of our structure. Yes, we will share the word. Yes, there will be an order, but it will not be the order of man. Hallelujah. God, hallelujah. Lord of God, hallelujah. And religious people will say, this will come to an end like the other things have come again. And the Lord will say that this has just begun. This has just begun. For the Lord says, he says, shall he not restore all things to the church? The church was never to be without revival, was never to be without signs and wonders. Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter what area you live in this world or what nation you are under. It matters who your worship is. Jesus is the Lord, hallelujah. And the Lord is saying, God is beginning to open things up. Hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. And the Lord is saying, all these leaders, look at all these leaders. Think of a leader in your mind. Well, all these leaders are not the leaders of tomorrow. Yes, those people may still be around. Hallelujah. But it's going to be people that God has been raising up, has been training, has been doing one-on-one with. Hallelujah. And these people are not going to take God's glory, not even one bit, hallelujah. 
These people are not going to build their own kingdom. Not even one bit, hallelujah. These people, hallelujah, are going to, are going to disciple, are going to equip, are going to father, hallelujah, are going to lead um, um, thousands and, and millions to Jesus Christ, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah. But also the Lord says, I'm raising up the body of Christ to flow in signs, to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. And it's not going to be the flaky stuff. The flaky stuff is coming to an end. The flaky stuff are, are flaky Christians. They don't want to mature and grow and, and, and walk in love. No, this will be real stuff. There will be real conversions. People coming to know Jesus Christ and to God's order. One thing is you know what is of God because they want God's order in the Bible. Hallelujah. They want the church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They want spiritual leaders. Hallelujah. Not uh, spiritual dictators. Hallelujah. But spiritual leaders. Hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah, glory to God. And we will begin to see, as this begins to come, that the, the, the old church will begin to come in, and hallelujah. For the buildings will be occupied by others, hallelujah. And these will just be places for meetings, meetings, hallelujah. But the church will begin to home, hallelujah, hallelujah. And the stadiums will begin to become packed, packed and packed and packed, hallelujah. For the for Christianity, will make more money. For 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 the the the, the spiritual leaders the the, um, the the ushers of God's glory, you know, will be even more popular than the actresses or presidents or or or, or in the, um, um, people or stars or football games. Hallelujah! For we will be the money makers. Hallelujah! But we will use the popularity to build the kingdom of God. Hallelujah! Glory to God, for God has raised up men and women that will seek his face. No matter what happens, we'll seek his face. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the body of Christ will begin to rise up. Hallelujah. And they will begin to multiply like mustard seeds. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And the church will begin to forward. Hallelujah. All walks of Hallelujah. Amen. The king, the priesthood will rise up. Amen. And will change. Hallelujah. And the kingdom in all parts of society, and what has been prophesied, glory to God, glory to God, and the enemy, Lord, that are the enemies, come the proof of the decrease, glory, and men in high, men who fear the church. Here the believers, even as speaks in tongues, you will fear them, but they will not protect them, for they will protect them, hallelujah, God. Teenagers will be leading people Christ. Even the church schools will be a place for the dogs, hallelujah, but teenagers, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah. The elementary will begin worship songs, hallelujah, Hallelujah. And Christ will begin to be glorified. And the Lord is saying that not, no, there will be no wall. There will be no wall that will hinder the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expression of our help, our heartful faith to our maker. Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Name Jesus Christ. And the name of Jesus Christ. And the name of And we will see the dead rise. People, the, uh, um, um, the people are about wheelchairs come 
people that are will come out. Um, people will set free. Psych wards empty. People with um, disabilities or uh, disabilities or, or when disabilities will be um, and blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God and the Lord says He will make that. He will make it that. Israel shall be fat. What God has given we praise the Lord. God glory to God. Glory to God. How Lord is fill the park. He will fill the gymnasium. He will the the parties. He will see them, hallelujah. And he will hallelujah praise God. He will fill every piece of meat. You will see glory of Christ for men and women and families and children of all. The great and small will give and the Lord hallelujah. Christ will, will invade Hollywood. Christ will invade Wall. Christ will invade Washington, D.C. Christ will invade San Francisco. Christ will invade Orlando, Florida. Christ will invade every walk of life. Every walk of life, hallelujah. That one area will be kept unstoppable, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. Glory to God. And man's mind will be free. God, free. Free. Free to, to develop interventions in fear. They begin for God. They begin to honor God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. And amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, I don't know. How, I don't know if you can fix it or not, but uh, your just about your entire prayer. It was like every other word or every third word. I mean, it was really cutting out bad. Okay. So uh, you know, before before. See, I mean, you're still cutting out now yet. Now. You hear me now? Uh, I, I I caught the now. Oh, okay. It could, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's now. it's re, it's really cutting out bad. I I don't know if it is with Marty, but oh, it is on my what, end. You here. know what it is? It, it's it's the weather. There, it's falling on the lines outside the, the Wi-Fi part. So. I, mean, well, I was here at the same thing early. Um, I'll check and see if it if it was recorded. So okay. Um, yeah, check your check your check the prayer at the end because every everything else I think came through okay, but it was just the the entire prayer at the end was really bad. I, I, think I don't know if it was that way for Marty, but it, it was. It is. It was Marty. Yes, Elvis, you're still kind of breaking up. Okay, I, I think it's the Wi-Fi. Some, some, something's affecting the Wi-Fi outside because of the weather. So, Ken, do you do now. you have? 
Uh, Elvis, do you have a landline too? Oh no, no. Oh okay, no. okay. Yeah. I I used to have a landline, but okay. Holly, well let let us let us close. I'll, I'll go I'll go and check that and all that. So most likely it was recorded. So okay. Uh, be, uh, why don't you just shut the recording off? I've got a question to ask for Marty afterwards. Are we gone? I can hear you. Hello. Oh, okay. Hey, Marty, you're a, are you a pipe fitter? No, sir. I'm a sheet metal worker. Oh, sheet metal. Okay. Well, I was a pipe fitter, so uh, on the union.